great. Um, I'm going to click try again here and see what happens. But uh, thank you all so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, my name is Scott Steinlogge, and I am the technical community manager at Edgeo. Um, Anthony, would you like to introduce yourself? And then, Facundo, we'll go from there. Hello, my name is Anthony Campolo. I'm a developer advocate at Edgeo, and I'm also coming at you from Miami. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Facundo Giuliani. I'm a developer relations engineer at Storyblock. Uh, I'm also in Miami. I just arrived like an hour ago after some uh, changes in my flights. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, I'm, I'm already here and well, looking forward to, to meet all the people that is uh, in Miami. I'm glad you made it, man. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, can you hear me okay? Yeah, no, you sound yeah, great. Yeah, we hear you great. Amazing. Clear. Way clearer Amazing. than Scott. <laughs> Seriously, is it that bad? But, but, but it's sure that I don't have You're that good. amazing view. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You ain't got that rooftop. Cool. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your company and what you do there and your role specifically there? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Storyblock is a headless content management system. Uh, basically, uh, the tool helps uh, editors, marketers, users to create content and manage that content in different ways. Uh, the the idea of, well, Storyblock uh, and any headless content management system is that you can create the content and consume that from different channels and use different presentation layers Um Let's say that you, you want to create a website. You are not tied to any particular technology or framework to create your website. So you can create your, your content using, um, well, in the case of a Storyblock, the, the Storyblock application is basically an admin panel where you have a lot of functionalities and, and features that you can use to make the, the content creation process easier, faster, and better, uh, exchanging um, like for instance feedback or messages with other users that are also creating uh, content uh, in the same project that, that you are and after you created all the content and you can organize uh, that content and structure the content uh, with a component approach you can then um, use that content in the front end of your application that can be a website can be a mobile application desktop application basically the, the channel or the presentation layer that you prefer um, Storyblock has two main features, let's say. One is this component approach that, that I was mentioning, the content that you can create, uh, you can organize it in components, so it's super easy to link the content that you are creating with the presentation layer in the case that you are using one of the modern frameworks, let's say uh, React, Vue, Svelte, um, Astro, Next.js, I can name all of them, but basically if you see uh, all these frameworks, they use uh, a component approach uh, to create the, the user interfaces. So uh, the idea is that in Storyblock, you can create the reflect of, of those components uh, as content structures that you are going to use to create and manage the content of your project. And then the, the other cool feature that Storyblock offers is a real-time visual editor that connects to your application, I, I mean to, to the real application, to uh, generate um, a real-time preview of the content that you are creating. So you create the content using the application and you can see in real time how that content that you are creating is going to look like before you publish the content, before you run any build process, before you um, have to 
execute any task to create a, a preview of the content or a deploy of, of that content. So those are the, the, from my point of view, the two main features of a Sirblock from a development point of view, let's say. Uh, my position at Sirblock is a developer relations engineer. Well, actually, I'm a, I'm a, a team manager of, of one of the areas of the... Ooh. yeah. <laughs> of one of the areas of, nice. of the developer relations team at Sirblock. Uh, we have three divisions or sub-teams, let's say, in the developer relations team at Sirblock. Uh, we have the solutions team, the documentation and learning team, and the community and events uh, team. Uh, I'm the manager of the solutions team where we try to uh, somehow create different solutions for the developers, the customers that want to use a store blog try to help the, the community in different ways, providing different solutions. Um, so we don't, I mean, we don't actually work uh, creating or editing store blog. What we do is to work on all the the satellite development, let's say, uh, all the all the different developments, content, uh, tutorials, guides, videos, uh, different ways of content uh, that can help the developers to implement store blog into their projects. That's awesome. Yeah, and I linked to this interview is like two years old now, but you were on FS Sham a while ago. You went into your history programming, and oh, that was a really great conversation. It's super cool to hear, though, that you're in more of a leadership role now, and that there's kind of these different aspects to the team. You even have a, a docs arm, so Dan Jatan would be very happy to hear that. Um, yeah, what's um like kind of the so you, what's the area that you said you own specifically? Yeah, I'm the manager of the solutions team. Uh, b basically, what we do is try to to talk, I would say, directly uh, to the developers that are trying to implement a server block into their projects and, and try to, to help them implement uh, the, the solution, you know, uh, try to answer their questions or to see what are the, the, the main use cases for the tool, for the product. Um, and after that, we'll try to engage with, I mean... We have three divisions or teams inside the developer relations team at Storyblock, but we are always collaborating uh, between us because, um, like, we, I mean, the, the people from the solutions team is not that they are not creating content or writing articles or, or they are not uh, going to events, you know. Well, actually, uh, I, I came here to Miami to present the talk at React Miami. Uh, so, so you can see that uh, we are like exchanging the different uh, tasks that we do inside the developer relations team. But well, I mean, we try to put a focus to basically make it more organized and easier at, at the moment of handling the different um, the different tasks. Let's say. Very cool. Yeah, I find that when you get into that type of role where you're working directly with people using the product, that's where some of the the best learnings come from? Have there been things you've kind of learned about the product or the way people use it that surprised you or that you weren't expecting? Or was it pretty much like what you're already expecting in terms of the issues and the things people are looking for? Well, actually, um, it's very cool because you have like direct feedback from the people, right? I mean, you, you have people that is actually using the product every day and, and they have a point of view that, Sometimes it's not probably uh, they don't fully align with what you think that that it's. Uh, I wouldn't say better, but I mean at the moment of prioritizing the features that you are introducing to the product, sometimes that uh, that that process of of uh, putting priorities to the different developments 
um, are considering the, the ideas of the team, I mean, the, the serve block team in particular, but um, after talking to the people, you can see that they bring more, more ideas or probably more, how to say, features that are going to have a bigger impact on the on their day-to-day work, you know? Um, I, I mean, I don't want to go super deep into uh, Sturblock features in particular, but uh, I mean, uh, ways on how to have a better uh, management of the content creation workflow, um, I, talking to, to big enterprise uh, companies, let's say, uh, you, you have big teams of people collaborating and, and creating content at the same time. And sometimes certain features can be super helpful for them because uh, they have to synchronize different teams. Or, or, or even if you are talking about uh, internationalization or, or translating content, uh, managing the translation of the content, it's something that uh, probably doesn't sound like a, a big issue, let's say. But when you are talking about a lot of people creating content at the same time and translating to many different languages, it can get complicated. So some features that they shared or, or some uh, feature requests that they uh, shared with, with us, with, with Storyblock, was super helpful to drive the, the, the efforts of the product team of Storyblock uh, to try to get those features uh, released as soon as possible. Yeah, I would imagine especially with the type of tool Storyblock is, something that's aimed at both developers and content creators, or people working on the content you probably work with, do you also work with like non-devs or do you work mostly with people who are on the dev side of the equation? Um, I would say with both. Uh, probably the, how to say, the devs, you, you can, being a developer, I mean, the, the people from the developer relations team, uh, we, we are developers, we, we've been developers for many years, uh, some of us. And, and the truth is that when you sit down with a developer, you can talk uh, about certain topics or, or with a certain language, let's say. But when you are working or creating a, a product that is used by different teams uh, at a company and um, people from w- with different backgrounds or different uh, interests, let's say, uh, sometimes the urgencies are different, let's say. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can discuss with the developer something and probably you can find the a temporary workaround, let's say, for, for a particular case or, particular, or, or a particular situation. But when you are talking to the CEO of the company, let's say, or, or I don't know, the, the sales team of a company, um, like the urgency is different, you know, because they want the things to work as, as they expect. And, and it's kind of, they are freaking out if the, if the tool doesn't do that, you know. <laughs> Totally. Um, do you have any questions, Scott, before we start getting into the topic of his talk? No, I'm super excited for the, for the talk. Uh, I do want to drop this real quick. Y'all, if you're just joining us, thank you so much for joining us. We are live right now in Miami. Also, it's, uh, there's some people also in the audience that are joining us here. So that's super exciting too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, say, listen, if, if you want value, more value just like this, uh, we do this every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be sure to follow us. Go to our newsletter at javascriptgm.com and sign up if you haven't already. Don't want to miss out on the amazing things that Anthony's been putting into that every week. So, all right, moving on. Uh, loving this. Let's go. Yeah, let me make sure to drop a, a link for that while I'm doing that. Go ahead, Facundo, and give us a bit of an intro to what your talk is going to be about. Yes, sure. 
Um, so, well, I mean, speaking about content creation, uh, website creation, one of the, the topics that I, I've seen uh, as, uh, how to say, uh, fast word, let's say, uh, in, the, in the last times or the, the last couple of years, it's all related to personalization. Uh, what is personalization? Basically, um, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the whole talk that I'm going to present tomorrow, but uh, it's basically the possibility of um, offering custom experiences to the different users or the visitors of a website based on or behavioral, um, how to say, details that we can get from the visitors of our website. Uh, or, or, or basically different details in general that we can get from the people that is using our product. So grabbing all that information that can be, again, uh, demographic information, uh, the location of the people that is visiting our website, their interests. Actually, all that information, we can get that in different ways. But with all that information, the possibility of uh, presenting them uh, different content or um, specific content depending on their interest or, or content that we think that is going to be more interesting for them. Um, and well, that, that group of techniques, let's say, it's called personalization. The talk that I'm going to present at the event tomorrow uh, is related to personalization, some strategies that we can uh, implement to personalize our projects. And well, we can see, I mean, how to implement that in a website and developing, um, I mean, using the tools that some frameworks offer us to, to create a website and how to, again, do this link between the details or the information that we are collecting from the visitors and the custom experience that we want to share with them. So we're talking about personalization here. Are we talking about personalizing? Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Anthony, I, I can't hear you. I don't know. Can you, can you, Facundo, can you hear Anthony? Test, test. Hello. Yes, hello. yes, I can hear you both. Okay, can you not hear me, Scott? All right, I'll drop out and drop back in. <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is Facundo's first Twitter space, so you're getting a quick education and uh, the joys of how this works. There's this bug where one person will be able to hear some people on the call, but not other people. And the only way to fix it is to leave and then come back. Nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I mean, I participated on different spaces, but not as a speaker. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing the, the other side of the coin, let's say. Fun stuff. So what I was curious is about, so we're talking about personalization here. So are we talking about personalizing the experience of using the application or personalizing like the content that you're publishing with the application like what exactly are we talking about personalizing here cool so i mean what i'm going to to talk about during the talk is how to personalize the content that we display to the users i mean not 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 how to personalize story blocks for the the users of the tool but in, in, I mean, the, the talk is related to personalization in general, but I will mention at a certain point Storyblock as just as an example on how to uh, implement a personalization strategy. But yeah, the, the talk will be more focused on personalizing content and, and your website, let's say, using Storyblock as one of the tools. I mean, there are a lot of tools in the market that and, and customize content. 
Um, in during my talk, as it's pretty short, I mean the, the time that we have to to present, um, I will focus a little bit on sword block. But again, the the call in general, sorry, the call, the talk in general uh, is is related to personalization. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is a, I think a, a common thing that comes up when people are using like site builder tools or anything that's going to give you some Sorry, sort of can, preset. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Okay. Yeah, I think all, all three of our internets are kind of cutting in and out, so not super ideal. I should have upgraded my Wi-Fi at the hotel. But um, so yeah. Uh, when it comes to like personalizing the look of a website, I think this is something that comes up a lot, especially when you're using one of these kind of like site builder tools where you're not building up all of the HTML and CSS yourself. They want to give you guardrails that are going to ensure it looks nice without having to design the whole thing yourself. But they also don't want every single website to look the same. So how do you balance those two things of giving a good preset, but also giving a lot of flexibility? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. Actually, um, the, the, the cool thing is that you can personalize both the presentation or, or the user interface of your website, let's say, but you can also personalize the content um, depending on, on the way that you want to use to, show this custom experience to the users. You have these different tools, but I would say that it's it's more important, let's say, to focus on the content that you are displaying to the users. To give you an example, um, if you go to Amazon uh, right now and you want to purchase something, you will see different sections on the homepage of Amazon. I mean, besides the, the user interface in particular, but some of those sections are automatically populated on uh, different data that Amazon got from you. Um, to, for instance, where are you uh, visiting the page from? I mean, I, I'm, from, I'm from Argentina. I live in Buenos Aires. And, and if I enter to Amazon.com, I mean, besides that, Amazon doesn't uh, ship <laughs> products to Argentina or, or just a limited amount of products are delivered to Argentina. Um, the content that I would see in, in Amazon is different than the, the content that a person that lives in Miami is going to see. Or the products probably are based on uh, previous purchases. Uh, if I'm purchasing Nintendo Switch uh, games, let's say, the next time that I enter to the website, I will see uh, suggestions of other Nintendo Switch games related to the ones that I, I purchased in the past, right? And, and, and as you can see, uh, different um, details of the users are being used uh, on each one of these cases. I mean, on, on one hand, you have the location where the visitor is coming from. On the other hand, you have uh, previous purchases, which is something that you can also track for the different visitors of your website. But what I wanted to say is that this personalization is not fully related to the, the presentation of that content or that personalized experience, right? You, you can use the same approach that you were using for your website, with, I mean, without the personalization part, to, to display this custom content. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it's something that will fit if, if that's something that you are planning. Of course, you have to do some evaluation uh, to see what's the best way to present that custom content to the users. But uh, I think that probably it's more important the content that you are providing, I would say.
Cool. Um, are you able to hear me, Scott? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, we're back I, in business. <laughs> we're back, y'all. We're back in business. Yeah, I, I did upgrade to the Wi-Fi, the advanced, and it still is kind of eh, questionable. Well, you're also on a rooftop, so that doesn't help. Yeah. They need to beam one of those satellites down to you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Balloons or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> Uh-oh, balloons in the sky, y'all. Let's keep this on the DL. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a reminder, if anyone out there <clears throat> wants to come up and ask any questions uh, Facundo, uh, please come and join us. He is a wealth of knowledge. Um, anything, any other big parts of kind of what you'll be talking about that you want to hit or tease on before we start talking about, you know, Miami and what you're going to be doing for fun here? Um... Oh, well, that that's a good topic too. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I mean, um, what I wanted to introduce probably during during the talk is like this topic, which is not fully technical. Probably the, the cool thing about React Miami, um, I mean, I, I I've been in this conference last year, the, the the first edition, let's say, of the conference, and the cool thing is that you you can attend to different um, talks related to different topics. Uh, some of them are probably super technical some of them are not but but the cool thing is that you have the possibility of listening to interesting people presenting again interesting topics that are going to resonate on your head after the conference uh besides all, all the networking that you can do and, and meeting a lot of cool people right but um so what i wanted to to present this time was uh like a soft uh topic let's say i i, I mean the, the talk is going to focus more Content more than uh, in actually creating a, a website displaying uh, personalized content because at the end of the day there are different techniques that you can use to to do that. I mean to collect the data from the visitors or the users and to display that data and and that will depend on the website that you are creating. Right? Uh, again, uh, I will mention Serblog as as a small part of the of a quick demo that I'm planning to present during the talk. But um, probably the cool storybook or a content management thing is that you can manage the different uh, variants of content that you are going to display to the different uh, type of users. Uh, one of the concepts that, that I'm planning to present or mention during the talk is the segmentation. I mean, you need to segment the different type of users that you want to um, focus on or that you want to share content with. And having that segmentation, you have to actually manage different content for each one of them. Uh, a headless content management system is a great tool to, the, to do that because the way that, that you can use to manage the content is super easy. And besides that, using a tool like Serblog, you can have a real-time preview of, of how the content is going to look like for the different user, uh, different user types, let's say, or different segments of users that you are planning to... Um, to talk to, let's say. Yeah, when you're working with customers, what type of content, I mean, it's, I imagine it's probably all over the place, but are there certain types of content you see people using? And I can't block hear you. I don't know if you are speaking, oh, no. Anthony. <laughs> Scott, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Facundo, can, okay. can you hear well, me? Relay, 
relay this question to Facundo. I was going to ask him if there's a certain type of content. No, that... I can't hear anything. I'm not sure if yeah. I should do the, the magic of... <laughs> oh, can you not even hear Scott? He, Facundo, can you hear me at all? Oh, let me shoot my message. Yeah, just tell him to jump off and jump back on. Honestly, I don't think it's the connection because my Wi-Fi signal is like fully up there. I, I think it's just the latency maybe of the connection. He's jumping out and jumping back in. It looks like bummer. Yeah, yeah. Always fun with spaces. Oh yeah. What's your experience with content headless content management system, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hold on. Let's see if he's back up here. There we go. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can hear you now. Sorry. Maybe. Ah, you're good, man. But were were you able to to hear me? I mean, or I was like, uh... yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, it's it's always a one way thing where one person oh, okay. can hear okay. other people, but they can hear them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it sounds like we're we're good now. I was gonna ask like if there's certain types of content that you see a lot with Storyblock. Are your people building blogs? Are they building marketing pages? I'm sure there's a little bit of everything. But is there something that is kind of more common that you see? Uh yeah. Uh, there are some type of, I mean, even though that a headless content management system can be used to create content for different channels, we, I mean, most of the cases that we see are websites or uh, mobile applications, let's say, but probably on, on, at the enterprise level, let's say, most of the time I see e-commerce websites, uh, I mean, companies that want to sell products and they want to create the content around the, the website and the products themselves. Um, and yeah, probably marketing websites. Uh, I mean, the, the blog is like a typical use case, let's say. Um, so, I mean, you, you can use Storyblock in, part, in particular to create the content for a blog site. But uh, lately, we are seeing more and more companies coming and, and asking for Storyblock uh, for different use cases. Some of them are really cool, actually, and, and, and original, let's say. Um, but mainly, I would say e-commerce platforms, uh, marketing websites, or landing pages. Uh, those are probably the, the typical cases. Word. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I figured that'd be a majority of the use case for for sure. So what are you most excited about to do in, <clears throat> to do in Miami? Uh, cool. So um, I, I, I was lucky to, to be here before. I mean, it's not the first time that, that I've been in Miami. Um, what I'm looking forward now is to meet some, some cool people in person again. Uh, I saw the, the speakers of, the, of React Miami conference. I, I saw that, I mean, the list of speakers and I also saw on Twitter some people that, that is coming and attending to the conference and I'm really looking forward to to talk again to, to some people in person. Well, I mean, uh, you too, Scott and Anthony, uh, you are some examples of that great people that I'm talking about. Uh, I will be lucky to see you again in person. But yeah, I mean, uh, for a person that lives in Argentina, which is pretty far away from the United States, uh, having the possibility to travel here and, and see some people that I can't see very frequently is, is super cool. So I will, I will try to see how to manage to, to make some time to, to talk to the different people that I would meet during these couple of days. 
besides that, the city is looking cool, really cool. Uh, the weather is kind of nice. I mean, probably it's not super sunny, uh, but if you're planning to to walk around the streets or, or probably spend some time outside, I'm not a big fan of the super hot weather. So right now the, the weather is actually very, very fine from my point of view. So, yeah, I, I expect a couple of, of cool, amazing days here in the city. How about you? Scott, anything on your uh, docket? Yeah. Yeah, um, it is absolutely gorgeous out here. Um, I mean, like you said, there's not a ton of sun, but there is a decent amount, uh, you know, to get to feel it on your skin at least a little bit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for, like Facundo said, meeting uh, many of the people or even just seeing again many of the people, uh, you know, in our space. And, um, you know, and and uh, <laughs> also the, the ability to go and try out all this amazing food that Miami has. I mean, holy cow, like. I didn't realize how um, diverse it was in cultures here. And I mean, there's just so many uh, to try from. I mean, I was watching uh, a YouTube video last night, just kind of seeing like <laughs> getting some ideas on, on where to, where to possibly eat and stuff like that. But there's a lot of uh, amazing options. So really looking forward to trying out some good food too. Um, so for all the foodie lovers out there, <laughs> if you ever visit Miami, it's a great place to try some great food from what I hear. So, um, another thing, uh, Facundo, I mean, dude, like, I feel like, um, I feel like Facundo is probably like one of the guys that I have seen at pretty much every event I go to. <laughs> and <Same>. he's literally, <laughs> that's he's very literally, true, man. That's very true. <laughs> he's literally at every event. You could just like rattle off some names probably right now. And he'd be like, yep, I'm, yep. Uh-huh. Yep, I'll see you there. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, are you gonna be remix cough again this year? Sorry, which one? Remix cough? No, unfortunately, I I I won't be there this year. Uh, but actually, we we met there, right? For the first right. time in person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you going yeah. this year? Yes, we will be there. Me and Scott will both be there. We're gonna be Amazing. official media partners this time. Oh, really? I'll you this time. Holy cow! There we go. Are you going to do a like a live podcast from the from the place? That's the idea. Yeah. Amazing man. That sounds super fun. Yeah, and actually the, the conference looks cool. Uh, a, a, a cool list of speakers. Uh, and looks like it's going to be bigger than last year, so hopefully, yeah. I, I read that uh, Dan Avramov is going to speak uh, at Dave and Wright. Yeah, I, I've heard that he's going to talk about why no one should ever use Remix. Nice. <laughs> no, not really. I imagine he's talk about React server components, but I really have yeah. no idea what he's going to talk about. But but yeah, I mean, I I think that that will be probably the the first uh, media, sorry, the first conference where I'm not going to meet you guys, uh, because honestly, I mean, we so many times, uh, I mean, we, we we met many times last year. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, I saw Scott at the Jamstack Conf last year, if I remember correctly, and well, you Anthony, I I saw you on the on on the Remix Conf too, so. Uh, yeah, what's I mean, been your like, favorite? Do you have a favorite conference you've done out of all the conferences you've been to, or like just some that really stick out in your mind? 
My favorite? Oh man, that's very difficult to say uh, because the different the different conferences that I was able to attend uh, they offered different things. Um, I mean, Remix Conf was amazing. A, l- a lot of cool talks uh, about new things at that point because uh, Remix at, at that point was just open sourced, let's say, and there were a lot of um, exciting things uh, happening. Um, another cool uh, uh, conference that I was able to attend was um, Render in Atlanta. Th- that one was amazing. Uh, actually, uh, the I mean, some of the organizers of Render are going to be here in Miami. So, luckily, I will be able to to meet them again and to to see them again. Just I know that Justin will be here. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Render was was crazy i mean i don't know if they expected the amount of people that went to the conference but it was really crowded of of super cool people the talks were amazing uh, honestly i had a great time at, at render in in atlanta last year too um well the jamstack conf was amazing too uh, very important for the for all the jamstack uh, community and all the all the how to say movement the jamstack movement can we say that <laughs> But, the Jamstack religion. Ah, there you go, religion. Is it a, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, let's see. It's <laughs> like there are some mutations uh, during the last years, but but yeah, that, that's the idea, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- that was really, really cool. I mean, each one of them had something different, uh, or, or, or they were different events in general, but or different vibes, but the events in general were super, super cool. Well, I mean... React Miami was amazing last year too, and, and I'm really happy to to be here again uh, this year. Um, the people was super cool. Um, the the after events uh, each day was were super cool too. So really, really looking forward to React Miami 2023. Yeah, um, what other conferences are on your docket for this year? So um, after React Miami, uh, by the end of May, I will be traveling to Greece, to Athens. Um, CTJS Greece is happening, and I will be speaking at that at that event. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that conference too because um, I've never been uh, to to Greece and to Athens, so I will spend uh, a few more days. Oh, I like your topic that you're doing there. Full stack composable architecture. That is uh-huh. like, that's I, like, I, you I, just take FS jam and Edgeo and combine them. I mean, that's like both the things we talk about. Well, actually we can have another talk uh, before that, that, I mean, we can, we can chat again in this space, uh, before that talk, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I still have to sit down and prepare more, um, more content related to, to that talk. But but yeah, I mean, it, I'm pretty excited because CTJS is a conference that happens in different cities of the world. I was able to attend to the one uh, in Sao Paulo in Brazil um, last year, and well, I met the the organizers and the people uh, attending the conference, and it was super super cool. And I'm really looking forward to the one uh, in in Athens because it's like, how can we say the 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 central um, version of the CTJS because the, the the main organizers of the conference are from Athens, so uh, I'm really looking forward to to that conference uh, too. And I will spend some some days 
uh, visiting and, and doing some tourism. Uh, so if you have any recommendation, feel free to share that with me. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. I don't know if Scott has. No. Or if Scott can even hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. No, no, I haven't been uh, to Athens, Greece. Uh, that would be a cool trip, though, for sure. Absolutely. But no, I haven't been. But yeah, I mean, besides besides uh, CDJS, uh, there are a couple more conferences in talks. I mean, they are not uh, confirmed yet, but I, I hope to 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 announce them soon. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a busy year again. This year, uh, I'm also focusing a little bit more on the community in in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, my my city, let's say, <laughs> because I'm one of the organizers of uh, React Buenos Aires, which is uh, the the biggest React community in Argentina. And we run a monthly meetup, in-person meetup uh, in Buenos Aires in different places whenever we, we have the chance to, to get an office from a company or, or another space. Organize this meetup month. So, um, yeah, it's super cool, honestly. I mean, they are smaller events. We have 60, 70, 80 people uh, each event. But but it's super cool because the, the community in Argentina, I mean, the, the speakers are from Argentina and they propose it. So on the other hand, I'm, I'm on the organization part, let's say. So I'm, I enjoy doing things that usually I, I don't do because um, I'm... I mean, in, as a devrel, I'm more on the on the side of a speaker or presenting the content, or probably like working with the developers in in different in a different approach, let's say. But having the possibility of organizing a, a local meetup and a local community is super cool too, and I really really enjoy doing that with a couple of friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, we are putting a lot of effort there. We are trying to organize different type of um, of activities too. I mean, besides the the monthly meetup. We are planning some cool stuff happening soon. Uh, I mean, if you are in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, or you want to travel there, or if you are planning to travel to Buenos Aires, just ping me because we we can tell you what's going on. <laughs> but but yeah, that's one of the of the plans for this year too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have another plan. Well, not not only me, with a couple of friends, we are trying to get back. To the life, to um, I would say probably the the biggest conference that happened in Argentina, or one of the biggest conference that happened in Argentina, that uh, in 2020 it was going to to happen again, and it was uh, I mean we, we we weren't able to do it, but we are planning to get back to life to the NodeConf Argentina, which is I mean it's not only about Node, uh, it's like I mean it. Uh, evolved, let's say, to be a more broad um, audience. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it was a really big event. We are still uh, talking and seeing what are the, the possibilities. We are discussing ideas, and I hope to have good news soon to to share with the community. So yeah, again, if you if you are in Argentina or you are planning to go there, just let me know because cool things are happening. Cool. And I'm awesome. dropping links for all of these. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Really exciting. Uh, and I think I lost you again. So I will quickly jump off lose, and on. Did you lose both of us? Yeah. 
guess so. Right, well, we're, we're, getting cl- we're getting close to the hour, so when he comes back, we can probably start wrapping it up. Twitter Spaces is really acting up today. Um, I don't think it's just the internet connection. I think there's more to it here. But uh, Yeah. Not sure what's up with that. Yep. I added them. I don't know. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Here I am again. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's I mean, I, 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 I swear I'm trying to, and the only thing that I'm doing is muting myself when I'm not speaking and speaking when I nah, have to. Don't speak, worry. You know? You're good, man. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing you're doing. <laughs> it's all Twitter. Actually, there was, there was other tools to, to do this, right? I mean, the, the original uh, space idea came from a different tool that it disappeared, right? Or was it Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. We got a, we got a long history with Clubhouse. Actually, this space used to be a Clubhouse before it was a Twitter space. There you go. Nice. And what what happened yeah. with Clubhouse? I mean, was it acquired or something like that? No, it's it's still a thing. And everyone left. To go oh, okay. Yeah. Space. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like, you know, it's the cold start problem of building a whole social network from scratch yeah. versus adding on a, a feature to an existing social network, you know? Totally, totally. I, I think that something similar happened to uh, Snapchat at that time, right? I mean, uh, Instagram and, and other social networks started to introduce similar things. Uh, or at least, I don't know, in Argentina, it was a, a big thing at, at, at a certain time. Snapchat, and now is not using that a lot. Uh, not sure. Yeah, I find the type of people who are using Snapchat are all using TikTok now, which is the general TikTok, yeah. people who are younger than me bucket. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that you are old, but uh, I mean, <laughs> the same happens to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old for Snapchat and TikTok, I can hey, tell you that. Anthony, uh, if you're old, then that makes me old, because I think I'm a little bit older than you, not too much. But... Yeah, I think both of you guys are yeah. older than me. Just by a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a fun space for sure. <laughs> With all the crazy audio issues. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Hopefully Twitter gets this stuff worked out so that we can have better quality live sessions with folks. <laughs> and it doesn't degrade. But hey, either way, it's been fun for sure. Uh, I do want to say one more time, you know, if you have anything, any dying questions, like make sure you request to come up right now because now is the time. (laughs) Now is the time. The time is now. The time is now. (laughs) Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Um. And don't forget to follow us uh, on JavaScript Jam. Don't forget to follow these amazing uh, people, folks here, Facundo, and anybody else that you see there you got value from. Click on their face and uh, follow them because if you got value from them here, you're probably going to get value from them in other places, right? So, uh, yeah, be sure to do that. And don't forget to go to JavaScriptGM.com and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it's everything web development and JavaScript-related uh, all the latest things that are happening in that space. So if you like that space, probably a good idea to follow it and subscribe. 
Amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys for for inviting me to to participate on the on the space. Really enjoyed this. Yeah. Welcome. Are there any um, links or things you want to point people to before we close out? Um, I think that I, I I can share that in this thread, right? But but I saw that you, Anthony, were sharing some of the cool things that I was mentioning. Um, if you yeah, probably just like to... storyblock.com probably be a good one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I will do that. Uh, I will add a, a couple of, of links now. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go, or probably if you want to uh, read more about Sturblog, you can go to the Sturblog uh, official Twitter account and you have all the links there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you follow me, you will see that I'm always sharing things. So uh, that, that could be a, a good a good place to take a look also. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Facundo. Uh, appreciate your time and your expertise and your opinions. We love it. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And thank you. Yeah, a- absolutely. I can't wait to uh, see you in person again here just in a few hours. So, and uh, if you're at React Miami and you're coming uh, or you're or you're coming later on in the week or whatever it might be, uh, be sure to swing by and say hi to us. Uh, we'll be there. Um, can't miss us. We're gonna have a, a nice banner there and everything. So. And uh, we will have, uh, I think we're going to go live again, you know, with, uh, no, we are actually, we are going to go live again during the event at the actual uh, conference center. Um, and we're going to be bringing on um, most likely a, a panel of a few of the speakers there at the event. Um, and we're going to give you the opportunity to, you know, ask some questions and, um, you know, talk to them about their, their uh, talks and, and all that. So it's going to be a good time. Um, don't miss out on it. Be sure to, uh, we'll, we'll figure out the, the exact time here in the day. Uh, probably sometime today we'll figure that out. And then we'll, we'll put that up on uh, JavaScript Jam and uh, give you the link to, to share and uh, to uh, set a reminder for yourself. So look forward to that. More to come, folks. We're here in the Miami. Bring the heat, baby. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We love y'all. Later. And we'll see you <laughs> in the, oh, next, the one. next one. Very soon.